0: This is Kofi Kingston, and you're listening to the best of the New Day. Feel the power on Spotify. It's a new day. Yes, it is.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Welcome.
3: To the greatest podcast of all time, which is entitled The New Day. Xavier Woods.
2: And I am Big E. Used to be Langston. Now it's just Big E. They ran out of letters for your boy.
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to go on with it. That's it. it. That was it. That was it. And I am Kofi Kingston.
3: Uh, and before we introduce our fantastic guest for today, uh, we just wanted to uh, say something real quick about this this draft and this this whole situation of us not being on the same show anymore. And we want to let y'all know the podcast will still continue on
0: strong. Podcast lives on. Yes. The podcast will live on. Always.
2: It'll continue. I don't know. Is it strong?
0: It'll continue. Uh, well, it'll continue. Yeah. It's, it's strong, yeah.
2: Yeah. I think I'm planning on petering out, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. It's right, right, awesome. right. Let us yeah. us if we can do like a big like hurrah, last one. No, uh, I mean, I'll be here, I'll be here. But I'm just saying, I mean, I might phone it in. Like, I mean, <laughs> let's be have honest. We, have we not been? Have we not uh, been? Right, 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 right. right. I'm just months? saying, I don't want to promise strong when I'm <laughs> okay. coming real real weak to the paint. Okay. okay, that's under fair, under but your, your, your weak is my strong, so. Oh, wow. No, nah, nah, man, it ain't
3: all that. See that, see that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that, I appreciate wow. A man who's always been strong mm, just is joining true. us today. So there's, there's some people who know him as, uh, as, as an announcer and they don't know about his past, his experience inside of the ring, cracking skulls, doing damage to muchos personas. And that's what gives him this knowledge when he's on commentary to be able to call matches with the intensity, the fervor, the love, the passion that he does. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest announcers of our generation we give to you, Byron
4: Saxton. Yes. Wow. Yes. That was an introduction. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, I'm requesting now to be known as Byron the Skullcracker Saxton. <laughs> That's all you. I'll right I dig it. That's all I call you. Also, skull skull
2: you, you might be the godfather of the New Day because, yeah. as we've said on this podcast before, the uh, antecedents for the New Day was the plan. Yes. And I can't even remember whose idea was it for the plan? So the plan was a faction, Byron Saxton, me, and Woods when we were in FCW. And it never, we got to do it in promo practice. We were so excited about it. and never really saw the light of day on any shows. I don't think we did any good. shows together. It was so good. But that was in 2014, that was what sparked the idea for the New Day. So it, honestly, if we hadn't done that when we were in FCW, who knows where my career would be, where Woods would be. Kofi would still be fine, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> hey. do, you, do you remember Saks? How we, even, cause I don't remember why or how we got to starting. I a-
4: think so. I don't have the best memory in the world. You know, cause you know, promo day was like, like this was one of those cases where, you know you had several, you know, talented individuals like yourselves who were down at FCW. And it's like, hey, we're throwing stuff against the wall. Let's give it a shot and see what happens. And we all had, you know, still have very distinctive personalities. And I thought it created a very good mesh. It was
3: great. So the, the plan uh, for those of you who, who aren't so
4: privy to it was the people's
3: liberation of American nationalism. Uh, and it was a situation where we all, like Byron was saying, we all tried to stay in one certain lane of like one type of guy. So like I was like I was like the smallest guy of the group. So like I was the extreme hothead because I was the one who was yelling and ah, come on. And he was the muscle. Saxon was like the calm collected. And then
4: it's funny. So uh, I, I don't know if you remember, uh, there was one day we were supposed to do a promo. Couldn't be there, but I remember going to FedEx and I had a a blow up photo made of myself. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I still have in my house to this day. No (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Every time I look at it Like if somebody sees it, Like oh you really love yourself I'm like no 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 You don't understand There's a story behind it I don't, I don't just have A blow up photo of myself Trust me Right like, why, why is your own Signature on it though yeah, yeah. Uh, My niece uh, It wasn't me <laughs>
2: uh-huh. But that's where the, uh, the white and red suit That was Where we all wore White and red uh, During the promos I think we probably Only did that for what Like a month or so uh, We actually at one point We thought we were Going to get called up in the gimmick was it or was it, it was something where we started maybe it wasn't that I think it was something where there was a similar faction I think there was a faction with uh, Camacho before he was Camacho
0: Hunico, Primo Epico
2: yeah yes and then we were told I think they were too we were too similar to them and then the, we were just kind of were like they were like hey shut this down.
0: <laughs>
4: Something yeah, like that. Like, I remember. So it yeah. was, yeah, it was kind of the gang like implication, and they were trying to stay away from that. And so it kind of got them blown up. But it was crazy after that first promo. I remember
3: Dusty was like,
4: Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Do that. And we're like, Yeah. But Dusty loved like controversial mm-hmm. characters. He loved controversial storylines that were going to push the edge and, 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 you know, make you think a little bit and make you a little uncomfortable. Like he thrived on that.
2: Man, that, that would have been a lot of fun. I wish we got at least like a house show run, yeah. um, just, just to have some fun with the faction. But uh, it's wild to think that whatever we did in what, probably 2011, to around there, I would assume, um, that set the stage for The New Day in 2014. And, uh, legit was, uh, it was one of the, it was one of the first things that I did in that I got to mess around with that I felt was, okay, this is unique where I got to think outside of the box of just being angry big guy. And, uh, it was cool to just be able to just, I remember just some of those conversations with the four of us where we would put stuff together, but those conversations with the four of us, um, it's, it's a different dynamic now with the three of us in the new day, um, because it's a lot more, you know, free spirited. It's uh, light uh and the plan was was pretty heavy stuff we were trying to poke and prod at but it was it was a really fun experience for me
4: yeah and that's i mean we were always told in developmental like this is going to be one of the most enjoyable parts of your career because you really had that free reign to just do whatever and half the time you didn't know if anybody like in wwe was paying attention <laughs> but but you did it anyway you know and like to your point some of the things that you tried and some of the ideas that you incorporated would end up being useful, you know, three, four, five years down the road.
3: Exactly. And you were one thing that I remember and that I enjoyed about like being in that in that group for that that small standard time that we got to do it was I know for me, I was definitely still searching and trying to find like who I wanted to be in wrestling. Cause I had a million ideas and I felt like, well, oh, I could do like this thing, this thing, this thing, but I wanted to like I wanted to know for myself, like, who am, who who am I? And I felt like at that time, like, you especially, Saxon, like, you were one of the guys that I looked at, that you have known who you were, or you seemingly have known exactly who you were, and who you wanted to be in wrestling. And that's, that was why I was excited to work with you at that point in time. Cause I wanted to learn how to do that myself.
4: Well, thanks for saying that. I was I, I wasn't so sure of myself back then, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm glad I was able to fake it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's funny too, because uh, like I got that same sense. I remember um, when you first came to developmental and FCW and uh, we laugh about it now because promo day for us was way different than promo day at the performance (laughs) center. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, for those who don't know, Steve Kern used to run things at FCW. And when we would have promo day, it would be us like getting into different groups. We'd go to like a random spot in Florida, like, a beach or like, you know what I'm saying? Like a warehouse or just somewhere random. And then we'd be have we would have to like put together a skit essentially. I remember like, you know, before you came, like the skits that we would have, would they'd be okay, they'd be fun and different. But I distinctly remember, and actually uh, me and uh, Tyson Kidd, we still talk about this promo. The one that you had where you said your name, like, I don't know, maybe like 20 times in the course of the promo. And you'd say, oh, Brian Kelly. And you'd like turn to the camera and give like this cheesy smile and like thumbs up. (laughs) And I'm kicking myself because I feel, so I used to actually um, like take all the tapes and put them on DVD for Kern. And I would always keep an extra DVD. So I have all of those somewhere, you know? So I got to like search through all the footage and like find it. But I remember even then, realizing just like how uh how versatile you were and like how just articulate on the mic and precise you were and even though like the subject matter we were talking about wasn't like the most intricate or or like um you know like serious you could tell that you had something special on the mic that like nobody else at that point had, you know? So, um, it's interesting to see, like, you know, you, you, you come down the line and now here you are, of course you're a color commentator. Of course. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because like you're just so articulate on the mic in that way and um able to, uh, just, you know, go off the cuff and go off the fly and make things sound so natural. So um, it's cool to see just your, uh, your, your progression because you spent, you spent some time in developmental, you know, from yeah. like original old school FCW all the way <laughs> up until, you know, how, how long were you in there for?
4: I was so uh, in total uh, down at FCW, I got there in 2007 and I didn't go on the road, uh, you know, full time till like 2015-ish, so I mean, wow. it, was, it was a minute. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was—I mean, you know—my time there. Of course, like there, I had a couple stints on the road. So, you know, two years in, um, I went on the road and I did ECW for a couple months. Yeah. I never like left developmental, and then I came back, and then it was NXT, like the old NXT when it was like the reality show kind of deal.
1: Wild and um, young.
4: Yeah. Oh <laughs> wow. <are> wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, that was a stressful time. Oh, man. Oh. Well, I I want to hear all about that. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, just coming back and forth. But by the time I was, like, on the road, on the road, then, yeah, it it had had been a while.
0: Yeah, man. What was your your mentality going through that? Because I know a lot of people, they would crack. And a lot of people did crack being there that long and, like, not knowing just, like, if the fruits of your labor are ever going to pay off. Because you're down there trying your ass off. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you were saying, like, you don't know if anybody is even seeing this or anybody. So what was your, like, how did you, how did you like navigate that? What was your mental process in getting through it?
4: And I credit Dusty a lot and, and Dr. Thomas, Steve Kerr, and everybody for, for allowing me just to do so many different things. Like, you know, when I came in, I came in strictly as a wrestler. Like my, my first match was, believe it or not, against Sheamus. Uh, <laughs> you know, at, at that little club called Bourbon Street we used to run every That's Tuesday That's right, Bourbon Street. <laughs> <laughs> you survived. Yeah. still here. <laughs> um, but then, you know, we started doing FCW TV. So Dusty's like, hey, I want you to be a commentator. Um, next you know, he's like, Hey, I want you to be a manager. So I had my whole stable of guys yeah. in FCW called the conglomerate, you know? And then next thing you know, I'm, um, you know, I'm ring announcing on NXT. Like when it, you know, became the NXT as we know today. So I think, uh, don't get me wrong. I got frustrating at times and you question yourself cause you're human, but at the same time, I always knew, all right, like I'm not going to have the chance to get bored because I've got to apply myself mentally towards a different job every single time. So I think I was blessed in in that form and just kept rolling in my career even though I was in developmental, I, I felt like it was always evolving. So it made it a little easier for me to digest that way.
3: When and when I first got there, so I was buddies with um, Lance Archer from when we were cool at TNA. And I remember he was like one of the guys that I knew there and he was buddies with you. And you guys, I jumped, you guys let me jump in the car with you to like go to the first show. And that was the first time that I really like experienced all that is Byron Saxton
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> <laughs> with the
3: with the uh, dietary restrictions that, that a man such as yourself, What's on your stuff? Could you could you talk about what your
4: diet was like going through developmental? I mean, listen, I people always get on me about how I eat, and to me, <laughs> my philosophy is this: okay, it doesn't matter what you intake as long as you know what you're taking in calorically, uh, fat content wise, protein, carbs. It's going in the same place. So people would give me funny looks. So I'm having like you know cod with oatmeal, putting mustard on, save like I don't know my tofu or whatever. Like it all goes in the same place. So uh, you (laughs) may look at me and go, "Oh, that looks funky. That smells weird." I'm going, "This is my delicacy, and it makes me happy." (laughs) I look at it. Like I go, you know, one of my things. Yeah, some people get really angry. Like I remember one time, uh, I think I was in Cleveland, and I stopped at a waffle house, like after a show, as many of us do. And my standard uh, operating procedure when it comes to breakfast food is to order 14 egg whites. So, you know, I walk into this Waffle House and, of course, um, I place my order. The waitress gives me a funny look. But now she has to communicate this order to the guy who's actually going to make my eggs. And I could tell by his body language already he was having a rough night. So (laughs) she informs him, you know, uh, sir, yeah, he, he wants 14 egg whites. 14 egg whites?! And he's yelling at her. Because... <laughs> and I actually offered to go back there and help crack the eggs. <laughs> 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 Poor guy, he's like, he's gotta be like 60 plus years old. He's got a bad hip, you know. All the Eggs in his hand is crack and crack and crack. But I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I can't put the excess fat and grease in my system. So, you know, maybe I'm particular, but I just think I'm protecting my temple. Oh. <laughs> I just feel like he's probably like just
0: so you, you know you offering to crack <laughs> my, <laughs> my
1: skillet, how
0: dead, just so Ooh. insulted. How dare now he's cracking them with eggs? <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> yeah, I don't need you to crack my eggs. <laughs> I know how to get egg whites out. Come here, tell me to do my <laughs> job. <You're trying>
4: to, <laughs> I'm just trying to help the guy. I mean, you know. Oh man, my random act of kindness. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, with that diet, because obviously you know you're keeping your body in shape for for wrestling uh because you know we all try to look as as good as we can um but then talking about the fact that you were doing so many things in developmental you were announcing you were helping produce you were doing commentary so like what what is it that that kept you going through all of that because i know that in my stint in developmental i wasn't there as as long as you were but like i got in those modes of like feeling bogged down like okay you know maybe this isn't for me i need to get out of here but like i would frequently i'd frequently think about you because you no matter what came in with a smile on your face ready to help every single person that you could and i i feel like a person like that is sometimes underestimated for their 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 skill in keeping morale high for everyone around them like that's that's the definition of somebody that you want on your team someone with the skills that you have and who has the ability to make sure that other people continue to make an attempt to grow those skills so like what is it have you always been like this or is it just something that you decided hey I'm in developmental, let me buckle down and do everything I can like what what is it about you that makes you like that
4: I think I mean number one it's my faith you know knowing that I'm not in control you know um you know I praise my God and thank my God for everything he's done for me and, and what he's done to guide me and you know, when I kind of take that stress off my shoulders I put it on his and so it makes everything easier um, but you know when it when it came to you know wrestling and developmental and, and and this company, I think, also just reminding myself of what it took to get here, because like all of us, I mean, all of us, you know, faced adversity getting here to, to pursue our dream. And I tried to, I, I mentioned the words of you know Dr. Tom and Steve and Dusty, and how they would tell us that this will be the best time in your career. And I tried to take that to heart. Like I love the camaraderie. Like I love coming to work and, and, and seeing you Woods, or seeing you Kofi, and seeing you E. Like you know, despite the fact that maybe I was frustrated, because I'm like dude, this is like pretty cool. You know, we're not digging ditches. You know what I mean? Like no offense to people who are digging ditches, but it's like, this is this is cool. Like how many people can legit say they get to come to the dream job every day? Yeah, it's not perfect. Nothing in life is. But 10 years ago, before I got the WWE, five years prior, like I would have done anything. So it's just constantly uh, keeping that thought at the forefront of my head that says, dude, you're lucky to be here. Like enjoy this. Tomorrow's not promised. Tomorrow's not given to you. What are you making of today? So... You know, to this day, when I walk into a locker room, when I go to work, it's make the best of today because tomorrow is never promised.
3: So like we said, uh, the new day sparked from essentially the plan that we were a part of in FCW with you. Um, But then you, you stayed on that journey with us as we were creating the new day because there was a time in WWE, if people don't remember, where there was the WWE app. And you could look on this phone that you have and watch the app and watch the second screen. And during that second screen, you could, uh, during commercials, keep watching matches or see skits that are happening in the back or interviews. And we would pretty much uh, beg to be on this app doing random uh, sketches together. And Brian, you were always our interviewer, making sure, like you're pretty much a straight man in these skits. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) Did you ever get annoyed with us constantly? Like, hey, can you can you do this dumb thing with us?
4: No, no, because look, I, I, you know, again, t- talking about my road prior, I had been on the road three other times and taken off the road. So I was happy to do anything <laughs> and, and, and let alone do something that was fun. So like you guys were coming up, like you were doing, what'd you call it? You, I think you called it SmackDown Theater, right? Oh yes, uh, uh, yeah. theater. Theater, something like that, Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and you would come up with the most outlandish ideas and I'm like, this is awesome. Like, we're having fun. I don't know if anybody's watching but it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> you're going to let me come on the road and do this? I'm getting paid to like just goof off with these guys, my friends? Yeah, heck yeah, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: don't ask me twice. It's the fun yeah. goofing off, the fun goofing off. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wasn't there was something with uh, like milk and grapes and the, grapes? I remember awesome. that you were there? Yes, yeah, just all grapey. And yeah, just just the dumbest, looking back, I'll watch them and they make me giggle, but there's there's no way to translate any of that to a wrestling character. In the but I, I love that it was just a bunch of guys and, and thankfully you were cool with doing it because it's not your job. You're not, yeah. It's not your job to be there messing around with us, but I feel like just those opportunities to work together, to build camaraderie, to work on your timing together was so instrumental for us. And you were such a a perfect like caveat and like a a perfect vehicle, uh, a conduit is the word I was looking for, uh, for a lot of that stuff. So we appreciate you being the straight man for a lot of that stuff, because that was really big for us, um, for us to be able to get more comfortable doing promos and backstages and finding what we wanted to do as a group.
4: No, it was it was as fun for me as it was for you, because, uh, again, knowing you guys for as long as I've known all of you uh, from developmental and, and to see you guys doing the app and then go through the struggles you were trying to go through to actually get the new day together and make it a thing and and get people to buy into it. And then essentially kind of change the business, you know, especially when it comes to tag team wrestling and entertainment, just in WWE alone, like it's like, Holy moly, like a couple of years ago, these guys were just struggling to get any TV time. And now you got 80,000 going nuts for you.
0: Yeah, I I mean, just to echo E sentiment too, I'm probably gonna say the exact same thing as he said, but like, it's instrumental, man, because uh, at that time, like we were really just trying to like find ourselves and we wanted so desperately to be a group on TV. We didn't know quite what we wanted to do. We didn't know how it was gonna come across, but the fact that you were so willing to go along with all the shenanigans that we like put forth, like that's huge because the last thing that we wanted to like worry about was, oh, is is this other person in this video, are, are they going to be okay with what we're saying? And now we're having to like second guess what we're saying and like what we're doing. And you just made it so easy for us to be able to, you know, like not, second guess ourselves and just be our full selves and explore things that might have been good. Sometimes we like he said we go back and we look at it. It probably wasn't all that good. But what it was was just that like that that chemistry. And um you, you know like we we like look at ourselves now and we know that we have a chemistry that is like unmatched. And without you we wouldn't have been able to like take that step in in building what we have that's become so special now. So You know, definitely just uh, eternally, eternally grateful for that, man, for sure. No, I mean, likewise, I mean,
4: uh, to you, Kofi, I don't know if you remember, but just early in FCW when I got there, I remember um, Dr. Tom kind of pulling you aside and saying, hey, can you just get in the ring with this kid and kind of work with him a little bit? And I just remember you being so cool. I'm like, man, this guy's like top of the class. Like he's going to be gone in no time. He, I, I actually think you might've been already uh, in ECW. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like Kofi's like <laughs> big star now. And he's he's walking up with me and putting me in a headline. <laughs> <"Whoa."> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. Um, but, but it's like, but you as, and I'm Ian and Xavier, I'm sure you guys would agree. Like Kofi, you have not changed, man. You have not changed a bit. Still kind and warm and, In our industry, that can be hard to find sometimes when people attain a certain level of success. But, you know, that the same guy that you were that was willing to help out a young kid just trying to find his way in this company known as WWE uh, to now being a former WWE champion. Like, dude, I'm forever grateful. And and just as a group, too, like you guys talk about me being a conduit for you to kind of find yourselves. You've done that for me, too. Because whether it was the app, whether it's uh, on live events, you know, watching Biggie doing snow angels <laughs> or, or whatever, but seeing how you guys were so willing to, to, to be go- goofy and be crazy and be yourself and, and just invite the fans in like allowed me to dig more into my personality and go, well, I don't have to necessarily fit into this box. Or I don't necessarily have to fit into this ideal because someone says I have to be that. You can ramp it up and you can have fun because at the end of the day, no matter what happens, the basis of what we do is essentially to have fun.
2: Exactly. Uh, You you touched on, uh, and I know this is something that Kofi, I'm sure was going to get into, but uh, Kofi becoming WWE champion. And I was actually just re-watching your call and I think and I saw so much reaction too. And obviously there were, there were a lot of elements that that made that feel so special, but you were a massive part of that. And not just the night that Kofi won the title, but the buildup as well. Uh, can you talk more about how you, I feel like in, in many ways, you kind of, you and in, in this Kofi story just kind of aligned really well. And you attached yourself as being the voice of that story. And I think what you guys, you almost kind of are like um, referees where like great referees are the ones that kind of go unnoticed. And a lot of times you only get people talking about you guys when you mess up or there's some kind of controversy. And sometimes you don't get enough credit for, wow, that was an amazing call. But this was the one time where I remember people saying, wow, Saks really made that moment. Can you talk more about, was it a conscious decision to say, this is, I'm going to make sure that I can tell this story throughout. And, and you, you nailed it on the night of as well. Uh, well, thank you, number one. I, I think for me, it was, just, it was just speaking from
4: the heart, you know? It was seeing a guy like Kofi who had worked as long as he's worked and a guy who has been so ultra talented, but a guy who, you know, for a long time was only seen as, okay, he's, he's good, but he's not gonna be there, you know? And you think he should be there and you believe he should be there, but for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened. And, and to get to a point where not only you see him climbing that ladder, but then you see the people are with him and they're with him on that journey, every step of the way and culminating at WrestleMania, like I'll never forget, like towards like the final, you know, final few minutes of that matchup. (laughs) I was feeling it so much to the point that my eyes like started getting watery, you know, because I'm thinking back like I'll tell you, I'll give you one one comparison here. If you think back to when Ron Simmons uh, won the WCW world title, I think it was like 92 ish uh, against Vader. And uh, when he won that world title, you all probably remember that kid in the front row. He was going hysterical. He's losing his mind. And when Kofi won that title, like it, it meant so much to me. But I also started thinking that there's a kid, but probably thousands of kids, who are reacting the same way, because someone that looked like them achieved the greatest honor you could in our industry, and that in that moment just overwhelmed me with so much emotion.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, man, uh, gosh, I, I don't even know how to like begin to to thank you for that moment, Saxton, because, you know, and and like even like just talking about all like the history and everything, I'm like, I'm getting like emotional because uh, it all, I just feel like, you know, moments are are special in and of themselves, but when you have somebody commentating on it, you're the narrator of exactly what is happening, you know? And, And that is so, so important because that can like, enhance the moment tremendously or it can make the moment, you know, be kind of unmemorable depending on like which way you go with it, you know, your excitement uh, and and the way that you just brought those genuine emotions and and excitement. And I feel like you, you just encapsulated the moment just perfectly, you know, and it's like you brought so much to it, but at the same time, like didn't step on the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just so grateful that you were able to capture it so well. And, and honestly, like, just perfectly, just like legitimately perfectly, like what all the words that came out of your mouth were exactly what everybody was feeling. And you being the narrator, like you said, just not for that moment, but for the entire story, you know, it, it brought so much to the table because a lot of times people don't know like exactly what's going on and they need somebody to just tell them exactly what is going on and the way that you did it with the level of excitement that you did and just like the love in your voice. And it just, it was like the ultimate icing on the cake. And I'm just so thankful that it was you that was the one to, to, to bring that to the table, you know, to, to that moment. You know what I mean? Like people even still to this day, it's hard to believe that that was like two, two years ago, you know, uh, but it, it still feels like it was yesterday. And even to this day, like I still have people talking about how much that moment meant. And and you just, you were like, I just like the icing on the cake, you know, like just the perfect icing on the perfect cake. And um, for me, it was my childhood dream that came true, you know, and, um, and, and you brought so much to it. You made it so much more special. You know, I don't think you get enough credit for what you did for me, uh, at that moment. So I, I'm always indebted to you, man. Again, like going back from developmental and FCW, and then just the uh, incarnations of the new day and us trying to find ourselves and you helping us out with that. And then you being there, it, like it couldn't have been anyone else, but you you know what I mean? It couldn't have been anyone else. You couldn't, no one else could have brought that level of emotion to the, uh, to the table that you did. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for that, man. I'll I'll never be able to thank you enough because a little, little kid Kofi wanted this moment and you, and you were the one that was able to just tie everything together in the most perfect way. And that moment will never be forgotten. So thank you, man. Thank you so much, dude. Just, I can't, I can't thank you enough. It was just amazing. You're going to make make me cry again. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I,
4: you know, when you say that, it just, uh, I like to look at the big picture when it comes to life. And, uh, you know, we never know why we come into people's lives or why we interact with, with certain individuals. And I think it's just the coolest thing to know that back in 2007, walking into that warehouse, who would have ever imagined, you know, that I'd be calling your main event match at WrestleMania. It's just beautiful. It's just a circle of life sometimes. Circle so. of life. I want to get into
3: this NXT business.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear...
3: The things you had to do when you were on NXT, the old school NXT, oh, yeah. right. random these random games, yep, the, all that stuff. Nobody Give will some ever of that. know. Yes. Brother, yes. I, was some able, of that.
4: I pride myself on keeping my stress level low, but if there was ever an anxiety inducing time in my career, it was NXT. Cause <laughs> you literally showed up having no idea like what they were going to do, whether it was, it could be a trivia contest one week, uh, karaoke, the next uh, carrying a beer keg, uh, yeah. to the flag. Like it was, <laughs> and, and like guys legit got hurt because you didn't hear you are all these years in developmental training to wrestle. And now you're like, you know, sprinting against other guys that test your speed and, you know, wheel around a hornswoggle in a wheelbarrow. Like <laughs> what? <You know? laughs> and I remember, uh, the funny part is, uh, so after because I was part of season four and I remember talking to, to one of the guys, um, and we were like, man, thank God that's over. Yeah, thank <laughs> God it's over. And and not even five minutes later, John Laurinaitis approaches us as we walk out of the locker room, and he goes, up hey guys, uh, great news for you. We're doing another season. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week." And I look at him, and I'm like. It's like that dreadful moment. Like, no! <laughs> not
1: again.
4: But I'll tell you what: there's always, there's always a silver lining. There's always a positive. And like as unpredictable as that time frame was, you know, it it taught you how to roll with the punches. You know, because you couldn't prepare, because they wouldn't let you prepare, and and just it was hard because you were new on the road. Like you're trying to fit in in the locker room as it is you know as a new guy and then everyone you know it is like, like everyone's judging what you're doing but and you know, i was able to survive it somehow <laughs> Not yeah, man. It,
3: it's so it's so weird watching because i feel like you have the people who are watching in the back and like whether it's the keg carrier like you said the wheelbarrow with the hornswoggle and stuff and like some people like trying to to genuinely like give advice on like how they would have done it it's like what are you no, talking about yeah, man? no dude no you know, even training and wheeling horn hornswoggle on <laughs> exactly. a wheelbarrow like yeah. it's a soda, it's a Kofi might
0: because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the only one. Everybody would. It's like, yeah, it's a soda chugging contest, bro. It's a soda, like actual. So the thing is like that gets me about that season, because I was actually um pros, pros, pros. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael McGillicuddy, aka yeah, pro, uh, yeah. Joe Hennig, you know, was, yeah. was my uh, was my my guy. I was the pro. Uh, he was the rookie, which is what? Like, how how is he the <laughs> how is he the rookie? Wait, what? No, uh, so but like they had no idea of like what was gonna happen. But the thing is, is that like the people, like it didn't translate. So I feel like it was never quite appreciated by the fans because you think, oh, well, oh, it's part of the show. Oh, okay, well, here's the part where they get to chug all this soda and they don't know. It's like, no, dude. Like they had no idea (laughs) what they were doing. Oh. On national television, on oh. international television. You're going out there with no, you're just no idea. No, not even, a, not even an inkling of what you're supposed to be doing. What you're supposed to be doing well, what you're supposed to be doing well. You have no idea. So I just feel like, man, that season was something like it will never be appreciated as much as it should be. Oh, y'all, I mean, man. another
4: chapter. <laughs> Wrote down that chapter, survived
3: it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's it's one thing to be like oh you know i'm on the road i'm going out i'm having like my first match on tv like obviously like like you're nervous but you 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 know what to expect wrestling is wrestling wherever you do it like a bigger ring smaller whatever like it's wrestling so like what was it like that first day that you showed up and you don't know what you're doing until like you're doing it pretty much
4: <laughs> so part of me was excited because i you know i i was on the road prior as a commentator so i was like okay cool like i get to be seen as a wrestler um but you're not really seeing the way you want to be seen because now, oh, shoot, I got to tap into my... Uh, my wrestling knowledge now, because I have to remember what happened in 1985. Judging uh, <laughs> <laughs> me right now on the spot, and I remember we did it. We did a trivia competition. I know this. I know wrestling trivia. And they ask you something, and you're on the spot, and the whole crowd staring at you, and you're just dumbfounded, and you go, "No, no, I'm really smarter than you think. You don't understand. I would have got it right." You know? <laughs> I remember uh, um, <laughs> uh, Connor from Ascension. Like he was, he was out there with me, and we were doing a contest about uh, which towns had hosted WrestleMania. And again, just with the nerves kicking in and everything. <laughs> so they were asking, they were asking what town hosted WrestleMania. But he thought the question was, who was the host of WrestleMania? So, like, you know, the, the question gets posed to Connor, like, hey, uh, uh, what city hosted WrestleMania 13? And he goes, Fee Herman.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, wait
4: a minute. Did I hear the question wrong? Maybe I need to start thinking about hosts. Oh, no, so I start freaking out because he misheard the question. Curveball. <laughs> Curveball. Like curve
0: Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Unnecessary stress. Why? That's why I'm
4: balding up here. <laughs> my I let <laughs> 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 a
2: full head of hair. Yeah. I used to get anxiety because I was in FCW at the time and I think I heard like a rumor or two that I was going to be on the next mm-hmm. season and I just prayed. <laughs> I prayed and somehow... <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it can be hard to to overcome that bad first impression. Oh, yeah. I know with me, I was still pretty green, whatnot. But I would just come back. You guys would come back uh, at times and would tell us these horror stories. Because you know, for the most part, what we what we try to do or should try to do in this industry is you play to talent strengths. And you try to make them look as good as possible, and that's that's what we do. But to have this, not even like, hey, we'll throw any possible pro wrestling challenge at you, where you might have a match with, you know, Hornswoggle or Kali. But it's not just that. But we can throw legitimately any kind of challenge we want at you with no preparation, no, no warm up, no. And uh, yeah, I take my hat off to you guys because I would legit, I couldn't just watch. And enjoy it, I would watch thinking of myself in that same position. Mm -hmm. And I I think back, there's so many memorable moments with the show. I think back to Eli Cottonwood and his mustache promo. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) Talking about it. I
2: love Eli. We still talk uh, from time to time. Uh, great dude. Uh, I think of Titus's iconic make it a win. Make it a win. Oh, I was in the ring
0: for that. You Whoa, are. I was in the ring for that, man. I remember because I was in there and uh, you could just see Titus's lip like starts to quiver. You know, so, well, I say, if you going to make it a fight, make it a fight. And if you going to make it a win and his lip just. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody in the crowd goes, make it a win. He goes, make it a win. There you go. <laughs> and then just, oh, my God, I just. I, I want to say that was in either
2: Orlando or Tampa because I, was, I'm pretty sure I was backstage for that. I think oh, they had a bunch man. of FCW talent. I think it was somewhere in Florida, I want to say. Um, but I remember being backstage for that one and just thinking, that poor... <laughs> <are> that po- <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> and the thing about it is, what does any of it have to do with how good of a WWE superstar you're going to be? Nothing. I can chug soda really fast. That's going to make me world champ. I, what? What? Like, none of it. I can carry a barrel around, a, a keg around the ring really quickly. Or potato sack race. Boy, <laughs> that's going to make me a... Great wrestler.
3: Shine that IC title up for me. This three what later are race. we
4: doing? Yeah. What are we doing? I remember too, like it would be hard because you would do something on TV that week that you were embarrassed by. But then I still had to go back to FCW and face all the boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, maybe uh calling sick. i uh, feeling too well. No. <laughs>
3: you know? You better be oh, in promo no. class that Wednesday morning so we can roast you. Oh. <laughs> but the thing is, like, like he was saying, like we would watch it and we were all terrified. And then, E, we're, we were on the season that didn't happen.
2: Oh, that's right. I yeah. completely
3: forgot. So, we actually shot some stuff. So yep. this, this real fear that, that Byron has been explaining, like that's, that fear was like the, the anxiety that we had watching because we knew like we could be next. And then eventually, and, and then we would see, like when you guys would come back on Wednesdays, how like it was like, oh. <laughs> 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 walking slow, just scared. You don't like, don't make any sudden movements around you because you're all cheery. <laughs> But like, there was, a, there was a season that never aired. And uh, I think one was like generational, all the guys who were like second or third generation. And then it was like, those of us who were like the, they're like the upstarts or whatever they called us. And we filmed everything. And all of us, the whole day we were filming, we were like, please, 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 please don't let the season happen. Please, we're so scared, we're so scared. Um, so, okay, so there's, there's some NXT stuff, uh, but now to get deeper into your brain as a human person, the time that we're talking right now, right now, it's almost Halloween. Mm. And Byron, if there's one thing I know about you, I know that you love some Halloween. Yes, sir.
4: (laughs) Yes, sir, you're sticking to my heart. (laughs) Time to get some scares. (laughs) It's actually, so I love haunted houses, love haunted houses. And the one tough part about the sign of the times right now is that we're not touring. And so I can't visit haunted houses like all over the country like I usually would do, but that is my thing, man. Like now, even I've I've I feel disappointed in myself because I've only knocked out two haunted houses,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> and because yeah, now I'm like, okay, well, what are the safety guidelines? What are they doing here? Is this thing okay? But uh, I've got a I've got a few more haunts like on my on my schedule. Um, you know, I'll be hitting haunts up Bush Gardens. For- <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be hitting up Screamageddon. I, I it's actually so it's my life goal. Uh, one day to actually create and host a haunted house for the public. Oh, that's cake. I dig we can, it. We could do that next yeah, year. We could do that I, next
0: year. I mean, it could be. It could be <laughs> in the works for next year. Eat some zombies in there. You, you let a brother know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I tell you. I mean, I'll come in there. I'll come in there with the claws and the zombie, the zombie
4: stride, you know? Yeah. Yeah, see, I got my strobe lights. I got my inflatable pumpkin outside the house already. Like I'm (laughs) I'm slowly taking those steps. You know, I got a fog machine, you know, and, uh, you know, get a few trustworthy actors and I'm going to make it happen. You watch. Well, you call it. I'll give you guys a fast pass, too. Don't worry. Thank you, oh, guys. Thanks. Appreciate Yeah, that. yeah. Appreciate I got it. you. I got you. <laughs> thanks, Zach. Um, Appreciate you, Zach. we call it called
2: Saxton Scares. Saxton Ooh. Scares. I like oh, the alliteration. I love alliteration. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Where did this love of Halloween stem from? Um, uh, it
4: Actually, so it came from my ex-girlfriend. I always liked Halloween. Oh, she was huge on going on houses. So I was like, okay, cool. This is a fun little endeavor for us. And I just fell in love with the experience. And I, it, the weird part for me is that I legit get scared. Like I, I've had clowns corner me and chase me. Uh, I've been, I've been tackled by children just up as zombies. Like it's gotten pretty rough, you know, to the point where, when I travel around to these different haunted houses, I'll try to tailgate like another couple or another family, you know, cause I don't like being alone. But, but then you go to some of these houses where they like make it a point to separate you. And of course Look at me, I'm the big target, not the eight-year-old in front of me. So they go and grab me, pull me into another room. And it's just, I get out of there and I drop about 10 pounds worth because I've been sweating so much. But it's like, it's an adrenaline rush, but I'm still scared out of my mind. Makes no sense, but I'm addicted to
3: it. You know? (laughs) The first time I heard you talk about them, so I didn't realize, so like, uh, we've talked about this uh, uh, before. So as we travel, like I go to every arcade bar that I can find. Wherever we are in the world, I had no clue that you were the same exact way with haunted houses. And so, uh, yeah. like, you came up to me one time, you're like, "Hey, uh, what are you doing tonight?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm doing this thing." Like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna hit this haunted house if you change your mind." Okay, cool. Then the next week, same thing. I'm gonna, hit, I'm gonna hit two different ones if you want to come. <laughs> what? And the next week, okay. So in this town, there's two, and then this one, there's three. So if we hit this one like early in the day before the show, then we hit this one after. Then we hit the next one like the day like what? You've like mapped this out, like
4: oh yeah. I can't tell you how many times, like, uh, you know, if I was, let's, let's say I'm doing SmackDown at the time and you know, we'd get off the air at 10 o'clock and I'd be calling ahead and I'd be like, Hey, what time do you close? <laughs> oh, we close at ten thirty. Is there any way you can stay open a little bit later? I'm here in town. I'm doing a WWE show. I'm going to rush over there. And I would get there with like five <laughs> minutes to spare. But I like, I, to your point, I mapped it out so precisely that I would get there and still be able to enjoy the hunt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the haunt.
4: <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> That's Halloween talk for you, uh, We call them huts. Okay. Yeah, okay. No, I, was, I, was no yeah, that's I was a baby to the lingo. I was huh? a to the lingo. huh. You got to learn that if you're going to work a haunted house. No, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Let me
0: uh, stop laughing. Let me <laughs> stop laughing. You're right. I'm gonna write that down. Very
3: serious times. Very serious times. So is this a thing? Like, has it, has it grown to a love of all of Halloween, or is it like specifically haunted houses? Are you into like, you know, g- getting good candy for trick or treaters that might come around and things like that? Like, or is it, is it specifically the houses?
4: So it's always been the houses because with our schedule, I haven't been home on Halloween you know, for at least the last five years. And I'm actually, I'm conflicted because this year I, I'm looking forward to giving out candy, but then I'm like, well, how can I do it in a safe way? Like, do I get a slingshot or something and start Ooh. popping out Quest bars to the kids? <laughs> quest bars? <laughs> yeah. kid What's a Quest bar? Oh, come on. We have to set a good example. You know that. I'm get you. <laughs> We're talking about candy and stuff. <laughs> They're good. Quest bars are good. Come on now. <laughs> you know they got the keto bars peanut butter flavored really good stuff people just don't know yeah so i gotta i gotta i gotta navigate that part but i'm looking forward to giving out candy or snacks or some sort of nutritional item to the kids
2: yeah i like the catapult maybe a 10 foot pole with a net
0: oh. too you can extend
2: through your door that's another option it is yeah, yeah. Like yeah. A little
0: mailbox put like a little uh, uh portable uh hand sanitizer in there too. wrap them up Ooh, together you know what i'm saying nice. yeah sanitizer and the candy
4: Yes. So I nice. I was thinking about like some people just put the bucket out there with the candy and say, take, mm. you know, take one. I'm going, well, that's not sanitary. Can't do that but, anymore. But if I just get like a hundred Ziploc bags, right. And put the snacks in there that are already pre-wrapped, then you provide some extra safety for the kids out there.
3: Oh, extra layer. Or what's the, um, the thing for like for pets where you can have the, uh, the little, the treat dispenser and you can oh, do it with your phone. Oh,
1: yeah. It's funny to see the kids come up on at
3: it. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. no. This is no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. not Halloween.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's just using your app from your account. It's it's the <laughs> this, is, this is not the way Halloween was supposed to be. It's a new age Halloween, okay? <laughs> yeah. time.
4: How we do it in 2020. Oh, do they actually no. have to paw
2: at it? Like <laughs> a, <to the> <laughs> I, I just imagine Sax at his door. Bark for me. Superman, no. doesn't bark. No, you better bark. Bark <laughs> yeah. can't <Kent>, better bark. <laughs> See, oh, what we're no.
4: teaching our kids That's discipline. Most... <laughs> That's all. All right. Yeah. You may not do things in life that you want to do, but if you get through them and get through that adversity, you become a better person on the other side. But nothing's free.
3: Nothing's I want free. Candy,
0: you better bark. <laughs>
3: That's
4: right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then carry this keg around my house one time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
4: learn from the pro. Can I have the I'll candy get my, now? Pro, my old pro, Yoshitatsu, out here. They teach you. Yoshitatsu. Oh, yeah, yeah, Yoshi. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, Yoshitatsu. We need okay. to have him on the podcast.
2: Well, I'd be remiss if we didn't. Uh, we, we we need to have like official music for our last segment. You want to go into <laughs>
0: it? Uh, <laughs> all right, so,
2: play off. Yeah, we, right. <laughs> um, for some reason, we've ended up talking about uh, potty talk and, and bathroom behaviors for the last several uh, podcasts. And for some reason, it's very fascinating to us. So uh, we kind of, our, our entry into the conversation was us asking people, there's some people who will fold the toilet paper um, that's you can't, we can't,
3: you can't. You can't give him the types. You gotta just let
2: him explain it. It's gonna, well, it's gonna come in mean, I mean, mind. Okay. We we would like to know what your technique is with your toilet paper use. Call it up like a snowball. <laughs> oh,
4: Call it.
2: Come on. Who a doesn't. That's Who what doesn't? I
0: to- um, You see, I told you. That's what, what that's the connection, bro. That's but the you connection. Only-
3: you can only Baller. do one. You can get one wipe out of a ball, and then like you're uh, you're
4: you're not using eighty
3: percent of the need, toilet paper. You, only need, to, hey. you only need to
0: try to convince him. Okay, He's wax so he on,
4: made- wax off. You take your time. Okay, you enjoy the process. Trust the process. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. W- Woods and I, we I fold. It. We fold. on uh, uh, no. the oddballs. How, what? I feel like I most people fold. That, that's what I would say too. But then when we asked everybody in the locker room, it was we found like seven different ways to wipe. So. And also, see, what you don't realize is that by balling up like a snowball, you also enhance your grip strength.
2: Sir?
0: I see. <laughs> right? Excuse me? You're right. You didn't know that, dude. <laughs> explain. Right. Please explain. You didn't that. know that, dude. Please,
2: please, please explain. Uh, avoid that Tell carpal exactly. tunnel, okay? So you see squeeze it? it, you ball it, yeah. and then you squeeze it? Yeah.
4: Big, it'll build big forearms. You do that for a year, man. They won't even recognize you. You see it? See, it's to look at my forearm. <laughs> All right, that's a ball in the toilet paper. No, it's a baller right there. there.
0: It's his paper, though.
2: Yeah. You, think you think
0: you're strong now, right E? Imagine how strong you could be. Uh huh well i good. was i, I was getting good. strong
2: when i was when i would hover because i'm also that's another question when i'm in public i try not to go but i hover so you just you just sit in a good squat and that if you want to talk about building strength you hover i'm just saying good leg strength so that's that I unnecessary stress on the quads oh wow you just sit right <laughs> on there yeah you
4: put you make sure you cover it first obviously oh it's yeah. a nest you you
3: Maybe make, you a, make a, nest a nest out
4: there nest.
0: Yeah. My man, you Come see? Do you on. see the connection uh, now? Now hey. do you see the connection? This is why everything makes sense, bro. It had to be you. That's what I was saying. <laughs> it had to be you. <laughs> I, just, I didn't even know this until now. We were both ballers back in the day, using yeah. the bathroom in FCW at separate times, both balling at separate times, not knowing that years later, here you are calling a match for me to become the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. You know, a baller, that's
4: golly. Wow. We're the bald eagles of this group. Bald make eagles. their own nest.
0: That's right. You make a nest oh eagle, and you fly. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> Y'all better get some wings, bro. Uh-huh. you want to fly? At? Y'all want to fly? We're y'all want to stay Bowl on the River. ground? We're gonna soar. We trying to soar up in the sky. <laughs>
2: so, so here's here's my issue, and I've said this many times with building a nest is sometimes you move around a little bit, your cheeks slide around. Isn't there times when when your your bare butt is exposed to the porcelain? You know, you don't have a good nest. How much toilet paper are you using for your? That's nest? a lot of paper. Don't judge the cost.
4: Too much. Don't, don't judge, judge the cost. cost. Okay, of the process. <laughs> it's worth right? it. You got a nest, but at what cost? You invest in yourself. half a roll? You invest in yourself. Okay, that's a philosophy. Mm
0: -hmm. Invest in yourself, invest in a nest. That's a shirt.
4: So then here's a question, and I know this is going to just knock
3: it into left field. So when you talk about E getting as many napkins as he needs... Is that not investing in himself mm. to get as many napkins as yeah, that he that's, needs? That's, that's so the, we got to let Saxon in. Was... Yes. Okay. Yes. We
2: got to let Saxon in. Um, this, uh, and I don't want to rehash this whole thing. But Kofi got on me because I would tend from fast food places. I would like to, on the road, I would collect a lot of napkins. I don't want to rehash this. We've, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but that's why we're referencing the napkins.
4: Well, I, here's the thing. As long as you're utilizing those napkins for a solid purpose, because I, you know, if I go to a restaurant... I always bring uh, a number of extra napkins because I know I'm going to utilize them perhaps in the car, uh, perhaps at home, or if you have an emergency, which I've been in that case before, where maybe you have to take care of some business and you don't have toilet paper. So you have
0: to look for a second option. Do you feel like that's stealing because you're going and taking the napkins from the, uh, the food facility that is meant for the food and you're using them for something else? Like if you needed napkins for uh, extra (laughs) anything else but your food. You would probably go and buy them, right? Ordinarily. But I mean, do you feel like that's stealing theft?
4: It, it would be stealing, personally It would be stealing if there were a sign that indicated that these napkins are to only be used for the consumption of food. Uh, wow, <laughs> they, wow. They got
0: to specify. The official. The official. I mean, okay. they Fair. got signs for everything else. Okay. Yeah, right, they exactly. They specify. Exactly. <laughs> so they, if they don't have a sign that says, hey, these chairs are not meant for taking, you're liable, you can take the chairs too from the restaurant? Well, you use some common yeah. sense too, but I mean, legitimately, <laughs> you,
4: you should have a sign that says that. You should. I mean, think about it. Why oh, wouldn't you? you? <laughs> don't they write on coffee
3: cups like at mcdonald's and stuff like this cup of coffee is hot the liquid uh-huh. is hot because that's somebody's spilled on themselves and they was they like wait what it's hot that's not,
2: that's uh-huh. that's what a so reach thing. by the way to go to <laughs> chairs like you could do wild <laughs> wild yeah. Wild. Yeah. why why not
0: why by that logic you got to have a sign for what you can't what you can't take from the restaurant right so you could, you can just you could take all you can you can go back there and just and take the uh, the, the, uh, the 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 pots and pans you know, they don't have, there's no sign. There's no sign that says you can't walk in the store and take these pots and pans out. I mean, you walk in the store, you pay for a meal. That means you can have whatever you want.
4: Hey, listen, listen. Okay. Why do you buy health insurance? To protect yourself against something going wrong. Correct? Yes. So you would buy a sign to protect your items uh, from being removed wow. against your wow. will. It's it the same sense. concept. <laughs>
2: there go. It only makes there sense. <laughs> And
0: that, that's, and that's that, me, that, I that, think you need to reevaluate reevaluate, re-evaluate some life decisions. I was make. with yeah. you, Saxton. We, I was with you. we still got our neck. we we still, we yeah, got, we're still flying hey, like not, eagles. We still right? fly. We we're still, still fly. flying. That's right. That's okay.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> and that will be our end. That will be our end. Yes, Thank sir. you, Saxton, for being on your you,
3: Thanks,
4: Saxton. Where can they find you on socials? So on Instagram, I am at official Byron Saxton. And on Twitter, I am at Byron Saxton. Nice.
3: Uh, you can catch me on the Twitter and Instagram at Austin Creed wins. Catch the YouTube channel up up down down on the YouTubes uh, or Instagram and Twitter Up up Down and without the O's. Check out UUDShop.com for all your up up down, down apparel.
0: You can catch me on Twitter at True Coffee and catch me on the Instagram at the True Kofi. I am at WWE Biggie on
2: Twitter and on Instagram, but it's really honestly a waste of time to follow me or to peruse my content because I'm uninspired these days. I don't really have anything to add to the conversation. I don't really have a desire to post. Nothing has come to me. Uh, so it's really a waste of time. No waste of time. And you know, you know the whole bit, too. If you follow me, unfollow me, because I don't need your pity follows. I don't want them. You think I care about your numbers? What's your numbers doing <laughs> for the quality of my life? You know what I mean? What you doing for me? That does nothing for me. You know what I mean? I don't need your validation. I don't want it. Take it back. Take your validation from me. I want to see all my numbers plummet. Well, wow. wow. <laughs> next time, as soon as, this, as soon as this podcast drops, I want to check my phone and say, oh, I lost half my phone. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's what I want. Thank you. Also, uh, you can find a podcast <laughs> shirt at WWE Shop. You can find the New Day Charity Tee. Uh, the link is on my Twitter. It's the pinned tweet, and it's in my Instagram bio. The proceeds go to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Yes,
3: yes, and thank you so much for listening. Make sure you share it with your friends, your amigos. Tell them how much you love this episode. With the one and only Byron Saxton, and tell them they can download this podcast wherever they listen to their podcast. Just go to the search bar, type in New Day, click the pink picture, with the three black guys face on it. That's your boys.
2: Yes, Nick. I forgot. I'm sorry, I forgot. Watch go, 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 Laser go. Wolf 2. Watch Laser Wolf. It's on HBO it Max. Is. Season two coming soon, and your boys might all make an appearance or something. But I don't Ooh. know. We got some, we got some special for you. Season two. Watch Laser Wolf. It's coming on Adult Swim. Thank you. Yeah.
3: Kids. And if you're listening on the Apple. Make sure you give us that five-star review because it helps your boys out. But again, last time, big thank you to Byron Saxon for being on today. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate
0: you, man. My pleasure. Thank you, bro.
3: Catch you guys next week.